Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. So last week... We shared a Facebook Live where I did a Q&A into the Progressive community where people had the opportunity to ask me anything about property. This is part two. So we're following on from all of the amazing questions that were asked within the community to give you the answers to all of the challenges that you've faced. Remember, if you want your questions answered, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, follow us on YouTube, join the Progressive Property Facebook community, ask your questions in there, get your questions answered so we can get you moving on your property journey. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been absolutely awesome. See you next week. David Goodfellow, tell us about the best deal you've secured. Um, what's the best deal? So I've done loads of deals, but what would you... In, in terms of the best deals, I've had various things on different deals. The, the cheapest deal I ever bought... Apart from, the, I bought some really cheap deals in Eastern Europe that I realised weren't, weren't cheap. They were just um, Irish word. Sorry about that. Can we, can we ex, ex, etch that word out? I'll bleep that be, out. We'll bleep that out. Um, but the cheapest good deal I ever bought, I bought a house um, about three years ago for 45 and a half grand in central London. I'm kidding. It's in the north of England. Um, so I bought a 45 and a half grand house. I spent three hours with the homeowner and we sat in, in her house going through the property initially and having a cup of coffee and talking about stuff. And she got old photographs of her family and everything out. And I'm looking through all these pictures. And a couple of hours into the chat and the look around the house, she said to me, so are you interested in buying my house? I would love to sell it to you. And it's not the best deal I ever did, but it emphasizes the point of focus on helping other people. I didn't go into her house and say, I don't like your carpets. I don't like your wallpaper. I mean, look at that shit wallpaper. I don't like your, your carpets. I don't like your wallpaper. I don't like your ceilings. And I'm trying, I want to buy your house 25% below market value. I went into the house and I focused on her. Why is she selling? Where is she going? And the reason she was selling was she, she was moving to another. She had another house she was moving away to, to move in with her daughter. But her daughter was single and had a son and her son was in university. And what she wanted to do was sell her home, move in with her daughter who was single and use the money from her home to fund her grandson to go through university. So she had a really strong why. Now, I, see, I used to do this myself and I see a lot of people do this. We walk into property deals and I did it for years. 15 minute viewings, walking into a house and basically telling people their house is shit, that that needs changing, there's damp there, there's this here, there's that there. And you're basic. this is their home. And you're punching them in the face, telling them, I think your home is shit. This is the home that they decorated, that they bought, that they live in, that they see as, the, as their touch. And you're telling them it's a load of shit. That's not a good place to try and start in a negotiation. So what I do is I focus on building rapport, empathy and rapport with the homeowner, and then solve their problem. And the reason I picked this deal out, not because it was the cheapest, but because before I ever made an offer, she said to me, I'd love to sell my house to you. Because she, people want to sell to somebody that they know, like, and trust. Your job as a property investor is to build trust, build credibility, build commonality. 
Not walk into somebody's house and punch them in the face about how crap their house is. Not tell them this needs changing, that needs changing. It's about building trust with them, building commonality with them. Um, so that's the, the one that stands out. Another one would be, um, oh, I bought a, 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 a pub that used to be a church and we converted it into a six bed house. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't a church in terms of thinking of a steeple. It was more like a, a commercial house that was once a house was turned into a, a church type place. And mainly it was a drop-in centre for alcoholics and people. And we bought that and we brought it back into use. And the town centre really, the council and the town centre were happy because it used to be somewhere where people lied outside. They did drugs, etc. And it was just bringing, a, a, the neighbours loved the fact that we bought it because it removed a lot of people off the street because they weren't just staying in the church. They were staying outside and sleeping around it. So it was a rough sleeping area. And we've helped move those people into um, sheltered accommodation. So different reasons. I don't focus on a great deal than the one I made the most money on. I focus it more about what, what that house was and what we've done for the local community, for the person who was selling it, how we could help the other person. Because the thing is, the money will automatically come. If you focus on helping other people, the money will come. Um, so there are two, two examples of, of good deals. Reese Williams, how can those newbies in property development prove they have the correct and in-depth knowledge of property to make investors comfortable? Many investors are quite... So how can those newbies in property development prove they have the correct and in-depth knowledge of property and make investors comfortable? Don't. If, Reese, if you're starting out and you do not have the in-depth knowledge, if you do not have the correct knowledge, don't say you do. People will see through it. Professional investors, people with money, if you bullshit them, if you say, oh, I have the knowledge, I know what I'm doing, etc., they'll see right through you and it'll blow it on you and you won't get anywhere. Be honest and be credible. Tell people, I'm starting out, I'm learning. This is my first deal. Be honest. Join Fincher with somebody who's done a deal. Why don't you go and work for free in a letting agents for six months? Why don't you go, maybe not six months, a week in a letting agent? Why don't you go work with another experienced investor? Find somebody in the progressive community who's actively out there doing deals and say to them, can I come and work with you in your shop, in your business, um, on, your pl- on your area for free? An um, example of this, not relating to property, I've got a, uh, well, I've got a number of nieces and nephews in Ireland, and a few years ago with the crash in Ireland, it was very hard to get a job. And my nephew was looking for a job, and I came home one, one uh, Easter, or Chris, I can't remember if it was Christmas or Easter, but I came home for a holiday, and, he, and I said to him, what are you up to? And he said, oh, I'm looking for a job, I can't get a job anywhere. And I said, well, why don't you go to the hotel? And he said, well, they've got no jobs. And I said, go into the hotel and tell them you'll work for free. He said, I'm not working for free. I said, you're not working at all right now. Go to the hotel and tell them you want to work for free. Everyone that's ever gone in there looking for a job will be asking, how much do I get paid? How many hours do I need to work? How long, what what holidays will I get? Is there sick pay, etc.? Go in and say to them, I don't want any money. I just want to prove myself I'll work for free. So reluctantly, he went and did that. He went to the hotel. He said, can I have a job? I want to work for free. Guess what they did? They took him on. They gave him the job. They put him out, picking up glasses, cleaning glasses, um, clearing the tables, washing up in the kitchen. A week later, they let him pull a few pints or showed him how to pull some pints behind the bar. And then within two weeks, they started paying him. Why? Because he showed he wanted to work for free. 
So if you've got no, no experience right now, if you don't have the right knowledge, get educated, do some training on developments, go and offer to work for free with somebody who's done it before. Make yourself available, right? Put yourself again at risk of making some money. There's nobody out there that cannot be successful. If you've got the, the ambition, if you've got the time, if you've got the drive, right? Money is not the most important thing. Having done a deal in the past is not the most important thing. Anyone who's ever had success in any business started with their first deal. Don't make, I don't have the experience as an excuse. Tell people. The most important thing is be honest and be credible. Do not bullshit people. Tell them I'm starting out but I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to work hard, I am going to put the effort in, I am going to read, I'm going to do stuff. And when they give you tasks to do, do them quickly and do them well. And come back, if they, if, say they give you three books to read by Friday, come back tomorrow night having read all three and say, done, what else can I do? Get the things they do you done quicker and show them that you want more. Show them that you're hungry for success. This is what gets you the difference between those that are playing at the game and those that are successful at the game. Hopefully that answers your question. Leah, Eps Leah Epstein. I'm Irish. I hope I said that right. English is my second language. If you are trying to fund an investment that will be beneficial to the community, can you get government funding? Uh, it depends. Um, possibly. So sometimes the government will do funding. There's an empty, in a lot of towns, there's empty homes grants. Speak to the empty homes officer in your town. They will have grants for bringing properties back into use. You've seen online sometimes a house that can be sold for a pound so long as you spend so much money doing it up. I was asked to go on a TV program in Italy recently where I could buy a, a property in Italy for a euro and then spend money doing the property up and, um, I get to keep the house, but I can buy it for a euro so long as I invest money on bringing it up into a high standard. I didn't do it simply because I've bought property abroad before and I would never do it again because I don't know the area. But if I was offered the same opportunity in the UK, people in Liverpool were offered this before in Stoke. That's, that's just big publicity ones by councils about buying houses for a pound and bring them back into use. But if you go to your local councils, speak to the empty homes officer and ask them if there's any grants on bringing old properties back into use. Ask the, ask the planning department, the empty homes department, the HMO department, anyone in the council uh, to do with property, the housing in department in the council, is there any grants available for me in property? When I opened up my lettings business, the, the, the council gave me a grant to set the business up, to buy computers, to buy furniture, etc. And the grant was, never had to be paid back so long as I kept the build business open for a number of years and had to hire at least one, just one person from the local community. I had to hire as a staff member and I got a grant to buy stuff for my, to set my business up. So speak to your local council. So the answer really is it depends. Is there grants available? Absolutely there is, but you need to ask the council what's available in your area to do stuff up. Um, hopefully that helps. So Andy Roberts says, since section 24, would you say new investors should use incorporated, not private model? If you mean, should they buy property within a limited company instead of in their own names? Absolutely. If you already own property in your own name, um, then don't automatically think that you should move them into a limited company. You use the word incorporated. What that means is incorporation relief is something you can get. If you've got property owned in your own name at the moment, you can have those properties 
incorporated into your limited company under what's called incorporation relief. And what that does is it means that you, you avoid stamp duty because you're not selling it, you're incorporating it. And you delay, you don't avoid capital gains tax, but you delay the capital gains tax. So when the company sells it in the future, you'll still pay the capital gain, but it's delayed, it's deferred until the future. If you're never selling it, you don't pay it. Um, so that's incorporating a property into a limited company, if you own there in your own name. You, if you do own property in your own name and you're thinking about doing this, generally what you need to qualify for incorporation relief is you need to have two people as shared owners of the house, a minimum of two. It can be more than two, but you need at least two. If you don't have two people, you could move the properties into an LLP, a limited liability partnership, but it would mean giving part of your property away. But you could do that to a family member if you need to. Hold them in an LLP for a couple of years, then you can move them into a limited company using incorporation relief. However, if you want to buy property, I've got property in my own name at the moment, 15 of them that still sit in my own name, and I haven't moved them into a limited company yet because I'm Irish. And what I know about Ireland is we brought this same law as Section 24 in in Ireland a few years ago, and last year the government reversed it. So when they reversed it, they, 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 for anyone not understanding what Section 24 is, what it means is that up till, la, up till the end of two years ago, well, um, if you had a mortgage on a property, that was an, a tax-deductible expense. It's no longer a tax-deductible expense. So you've, if you own property in your own name and you've got a mortgage, let's say it's 400 quid a month, you've now got to pay tax on that 400 quid a month, which is crazy. But in a limited company, if you've got a 400 quid mortgage, that's a tax deductible expense. So going forward, you should definitely be buying properties in a limited company. If you currently own them in your own name, then you could consider incorporation relief to move them into the company to, so that you can start claiming that mortgage has a tax deductible expense. But you also have to remember that once they're in that company, you're going to probably, the mortgages you have in your own name, they might not, those lenders might not do company mortgages. So you might have to redeem some project products and take out new mortgages. There could be early redemption penalties. There could be higher interest rates within the company. There is the risk to get landlord reverse the, the, the um, Section 24 charge once you've set up in the company. There is the risk that they extend the Section 24 into companies directly after you've spent money moving them across. If you're going to sell the house in a few years' time um, or pay down the mortgages, maybe it's not the best thing to do. So there's a lot to consider if you own them in your own name and you want to move them. Get finance, not just accountant advice, get property tax specialist advice. But going forward, definitely, if you're buying property to hold, do it within a limited company for a couple of reasons. One is you're, in, you're, not, you're taxed at corporation tax level which is at the moment 19%, but it's dropping to 18 and then 17 in the next few years. So that is a much lower tax than in your own name. But also the mortgage portion is tax deductible in the company before you ever pay the tax as well. While in your own name, you're going to be paying your personal rate of tax, which is likely to be 40% if once you've got all those rental incomes coming in. And you're going to have to pay tax on the mortgage portion. So you've got a double hit um, in, your, in a limited company going forward. Jeanette Oates, can I come to work with you for a week for free? Um, depends where you live, possibly. What I will do, um, the, I said today I'm wearing a stripy shirt. I was on a no money down discovery day today. Uh, I run discovery days once a month. There's one on the 23rd of September. There's one on the 10th of October. Uh, they're usually £27 plus VAT. It's not a huge amount of money. It starts 8.30 registration, 9 o'clock start. It finishes around... Um, 1 32 o'clock so it's i had that one that today just before i came here that's why we we're on at three o'clock 
If you want to join, come along to one of my Normandy Down Discovery Days. As a supporter, you can come absolutely free. So that's ter- I can do that for 35 people. So if you do want to do that, so 35 people listening in, if you want to spend a day with me um, going through some of the Normandy Down strategies on my Discovery Day, you can come as a supporter. Um, I want to do something for Rob. Come for free. No cost whatsoever to you. You've got to come to Peterborough, obviously. If you do want to take a place on that, the first 35... I'll, I'll get Kieran to type a link in. You can click the link and get your place on that. But it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash N-M-D discovery. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash N-M-D discovery. It's usually £27 plus VAT. It's not a huge amount of money. But for, you, for, all, for all supporters, you're going to come for free. Come as my guest. Um, so the first 35 people, you're more than welcome to join. I can only get 35 people in. That uh, Anyone who goes on that link, clicks on it, the team will ring you and pick a date for you. So the next two dates I do have is the 23rd of October and the 23rd of September and the 10th of October. But bit.ly forward slash NMD discovery. Click on there, register your interest. The team will get in touch and you can come on the discovery day as my guest. Um, Kieran has just posted the link um, on the on the thread at the moment in the thread so just click on the link and and secure your place on that any other questions okay that's one david tones hi kevin when on viewings with estate agents what should you be asking to dig out the situation um i don't like viewings with estate agents when you've got a viewing with estate agents you've got 15 minutes generally you cannot build rapport you cannot find out enough about the situation in a 15 minute viewing I will never cut the estate agent out of a deal. So I always pay the agent. I'll even pay them well. I never, ever, ever cut an agent out of a deal. You are cutting off your lead flow if you do. But I absolutely recommend cutting them out of the negotiation. So I will try and arrange my viewings. Batteries at 20%. Oops, my batteries at 20%. We don't have long left. We're gonna to have to cut this short in 20%. Um, I'll cut them out of the negotiation. I want the estate agents to introduce me to the properties, but if I go with the agent, they're going to give me 15 minutes. It's not enough time. I want to spend maybe an hour, an hour and a half an hour, an hour, two hours with the vendor, working out exactly why they want to sell, working out a solution for them. I can't do that in a 15-minute viewing. I can't build any rapport in 15 minutes. All you can do in a 15-minute viewing is go, there's some damp there. I don't like those walls. That's not nice. That's got to go. So, um... Never cut the agent out of the deal. Always cut them out of the negotiation. Aim to negotiate direct to vendor and then go back to the agent and say, this is the deal we've secured and you're getting paid. That's all the agents are interested in, getting paid. Uh, If you do that once, the agents will have no problems. When you prove to yourself that you've done that, they'll have no problems allowing you to do viewings direct to vendor. How do you get viewings without the agent? Book them in the evening. Book them in the evening. If you're in a job, I hear this from loads of people. I'm in a job. I'm really struggling. I can't get any viewings. I can't book it. I can't even meet agents. That is the perfect excuse to get direct to vendor. Because when I had a full-time job with Lang O'Rourke, 60 plus hours a week, I'd ring up an agent at work at lunchtime and say, can I view this house? I'm stuck in my job six days a week. The only time I can view is in the evening after seven o'clock or on a Sunday or after 6.30 sometimes or on Sunday. The agents say, I'm not open those times. Then they'll offer you potentially direct to vendor viewing. If they don't, you ask them, could you do a viewing with the owner? 
do the one viewing, you've got a perfect excuse, you're in a job. I don't have a job anymore. Now if I walk into an agent and say I'd like to view in the evening because I can't do during the day, they'd laugh at me. What do you mean you can't do during the day? You don't have a job, Kevin. Come on, you can do any time you like. But they now know that I won't cut them out of a deal. So they'll still allow me to do the viewings in the evening. Don't cut the agent out of the deal, cut them out of the negotiation. Andrew, J-N, 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 Junior, Junior, no, J-N, Andrew, Andy. Andrew, property sourcing. Is it possible to find leads on a small marketing budget and then how qualified do the leads need to be to sell them? Uh, great question. So, is it possible to find leads on a small marketing budget? Absolutely, yes. Number, question number two is to you though, is why do you want to sell them? Why don't you keep them? So if you'd like to comment, that would be cool. You can look for the comment. Yep. Why are you trying to sell your lead? Why don't you keep your lead? Why don't you do the deal yourself? The, why are you giving away the goose that laid the golden egg? I just want to know. So yes, it's easy to find them on a small marketing budget. Do you know the only thing you need for marketing? This. There is for sale boards, to let boards, all over your town. They are signs outside people's houses saying, I want to sell my house. I want to rent my house. Why don't you use these? That was a shoe. Walk the streets and then use this. And knock on the door of the house with the for sale board and the to let board. And say to them, I've seen your house is for sale or to let. I'd be interested. Could we have a conversation? What is it you need? Do a deal with them. That is free. Free. All you've got to do is use shoe leather and knock. You don't need to even pay for marketing. No money down free marketing. They've already paid for their marketing. Why don't you do that? Just do that. Cheap stuff. Leaflets are cheap. You could print some leaflets and drop them yourself. You could, without even printing them, why don't you get a refill pad from a shop for two quid and just write on it. I seen your house is for sale. I'd be interested in buying a house on your street. Call this number. Handwritten. Put it through the door. Don't overcomplicate stuff. The biggest thing I see, another big challenge I see with people is they overcomplicate things and they say, surely it's not that simple. It must be more difficult than that. There must be something else to it. Actually, it's not, it's quite simple. The thing is, it's just that little bit too difficult for most people to bother. But I am telling you that if you really want success, there's no way you can't get it. If you ask enough people the right questions, you cannot avoid making money. You can't avoid making money. If you use half of the stuff I've shared today, you can't avoid making money. You really can't. Andrew, at the moment I need somebody to take the mortgage on. Why? Why do you need somebody to take the mortgage on? Why don't you do lease options and babysit the mortgage? Why, why don't you do that? Why don't you do rent to rent? Why don't you do rent to rent and create cash flow? Um, why don't you do no money down? If you've got no money, you don't need somebody to take on a mortgage. So I'm not, sourcing's great, you could do sourcing, but I'm just making sure you realize that you don't need to do sourcing. Because that's, do you want passive income or earned income? Earned income is sourcing because you spend money on marketing. You spend, you spend your time negotiating deals. You secure the deal and then you sell the deal. You might get paid three grand, four grand, five grand. 
You've got three, four, five grand, but if you don't go look for another deal, do any more marketing, do any more sourcing, you're not going to be able to make any more money. So that's earned income. Passive income is when you secure a deal and you do it once. You work once and get paid forever. Securing lease options, securing rent to rents, they are passive income because you secure the deal once and you get paid every single month. You don't need your own money. Why don't you use tenant buyers? Secure a deal. Let's say a deal needs £3,000 to secure as a lease option. Get a tenant buyer. The tenant buyer moves in and they pay five grand up front. You use 3,000 of their money to pay the vendor and you've got the deal with 3,000 of the tenant buyer's money and you've got 2,000 pounds to go on holidays. You do not need money. You may think you do, but what you're missing is knowledge. You don't need money. Get yourself on the discovery day. David Tones. David Tones. I've done the No Money Down training and started leafleting, dispatched around 1,500 and got a few responses and some directed vendors booked this way. This was very low cost too. Exactly. Stephen Daniels, start now, get perfect later. I think that's a book I own. That's a Rob Moore book. Read, start now, get perfect later. The, the answer's in the name. If you're waiting to be perfect, you're never going to start. None of us will ever be perfect. Just get started. Because here's what you do do if you get started. You are right now, having listened even to this hour and a half-ish we've been on here, an hour and 12 minutes, you already know more than 90% of people. Most people don't know the stuff I've shared with you in this hour and, hour and 10 minutes, hour and 12 minutes. So you don't need to be perfect. No, you need to start. You don't have to be perfect to start, but you do need to start. What's this saying? You don't need to be... Um, you don't need to start, you don't need to be, to be great to start, but you do need to, be, to start to be great. Yeah, so just get started. Sonia Stevenson. So would, on, would you only put leaflets indoors that have sailboards outside? Are all houses in your area? All houses. Put them in every house. Because um, there's houses that aren't on sale today that will be on sale next week. Put them in every house. Andy Roberts, how easy is this rent to rent? Um, nothing's easy, but it's a simple process. It's a heck of a lot easier than having a job, I'll tell you that. Uh, it takes a little bit of work, but not that much work. The only difference between rent to rent and buy to rent is that you don't need as much money to get started. I see people, some, a lot of people online and at events I go to, they say, I don't want to do um, rent to rent. I want on rent to HMO. I want to own my own HMOs. Or I don't want to do rent to SA. I want to own my own SA. Or I don't want to do rent to single let. I want to own my own single let. What's the difference between owning your own HMO and, and, renting, and renting back out somebody else's? The difference is, if you own your own HMO, you'll never own enough because you won't have enough money to build a portfolio and you won't get enough money quick enough. There's only three ways to make money. Three ways. You can exchange your time for money in a job to create deposit pots. Way too slow. You can do joint ventures. So you can, I put into raising money, banks, JV partners, joint ventures, put it all in one pot. Other people's money. The third way to create deposit pots for property is to make the money out of other people's houses. Let's say a rent to rent, a HMO deal in your area is um, 200 grand to buy a house. As an example, I know some of you are going to say I wish, but let's just, as easy numbers, 200 grand. 
That means you need a 25% deposit to buy that house. That's 50 grand. You need 50 grand to buy the house. Plus stamp duty, plus purchase costs. So you're looking at maybe 60 grand to buy the house. 60K. Some of you won't have 60K. But you put 60 grand into that house. Yes, you've got a house that you own and you might make two grand a month profit on that house, which is pretty good. However, if you took the very same 60 grand, if you're here thinking I want to own them, I don't want to rent them. If you took the very same 60 grand and you put, and I, I recommend trying to do rent to rents for as little as possible. I would never spend more than say 10 grand on one, but the average is about five grand. Let's say you spend five grand. Let's do six grand for easy numbers. You spend six grand on a HMO on a rent to rent. The same 60 grand pot, six grand on one, and you do 10 of them. Six grand into 10 different deals, you invest your 60 grand into 10 rent to rents instead of buying one. The one you bought would have made two grand a month, you're right. The 10 you're renting won't make two grand a month. They might only make half that because you're going to pay a bit extra for it. So let's say they make the rent to rents only make a grand a month. The thing is, you've got 10 of them. That's 10 grand a month. Six months time, you've got 60 grand. 60 grand to go and buy the thing you were going to buy in the first place. Let that sink in for a moment. At the end of six months, you've got the one you always wanted to own, bringing in the two grand a month, but you've still got the 10 rent to rents, bringing in a thousand pound a month each. Rent to rent to create the cash. Rent to rent is not the strategy to get you out of your job. It's the strategy to create the deposit pots to buy property to create the long-term legacy. If you are not doing rent to rent right now, you are missing out on a huge opportunity. And by the way, it's the perfect storm right now. Rent to rent's been around for 10 years. Now is the perfect storm. This is why. Because as of the 1st of June, letting agents can no longer charge tenant fees. That means that if you walk into a letting agent's tomorrow morning to try and do a deal, if you walked in on the 1st of May, this year in April, May time, you would be competing with a tenant. They could charge a tenant a fee. If you walk into the agents tomorrow morning, you're still competing with a tenant. Here's the difference. They cannot charge a tenant a fee anymore. But you are a company. They can charge companies a fee. Letting agents, about 35% of their turnover is tenant fees. Their profit margin is somewhere between 5 and 15%. In May, letting agents were making a profit. In June, they were making a loss. The, they need rent-to-rent -rent businesses to bring in fees to stop them from going bankrupt, from going under, from shutting. They need you now. It's a completely different conversation today than the one that was you were having in April and May. This is the perfect storm. Get educated on it. Learn how to do it correctly. Because just like any strategy, rent-to-rent -rent can make you money or lose you money. You need to make sure you're doing it in the right way. I've done so many rent to rent deals, we've opened up our own lettings business to manage them. It's not creating you another job, it's freeing you from your job. Get one or two deals and pay a member of staff. Build up your staff from there. You are a business owner now, yet you're not managing houses, you're a business owner. Tania. Tania. I have no experience in property, but need cash flow. I need some passive income. How can I start to learn about property? Um, I will come to the discovery day. I just need to start somewhere. And that's the best starting point, to be honest, is get yourself on the discovery day. Um, read some books. Get my No Money Down book on, on, on Amazon, on Audible or hard copy. Have a read. Get some of Rob's books. Um, 44 Property Secrets. Uh, uh, 
multiple streams of property income, get some of those books. Get educated before you try and do deals. Make, get, read some books, come on, come on the discovery day, learn from some people who are doing stuff. If you're starting out, uh, everyone started once. Every winner was once a beginner, as Rob Moore says, right? So everyone was start, started out once. I've been where you are. The good news is you've not lost any money yet. When I started, I lost over a hundred grand before I got the right education and the right, and learned to do property in the right way. Don't worry that you're starting. Just make sure you don't make any mistakes at the start because doing a great deal can set you forward. Making a mistake sets you back for years. W- big, big setbacks. Don't make mistakes. Get Align yourself to the right people. You're in the right community. You're part of the supporter group and you, you're in the right place. Just make sure you align yourself and stay aligned to the right people and, and call out for advice and support where you can. Stephen Daniels, I know you're always taking action. Stephen Daniels is an action taker. He's out there doing commercial stuff. If anybody's looking at wanting to get into commercial property, you need to touch base with Stephen Daniels. Stephen's been on my nominee down training. He is, he knows his stuff. So Stephen, big shout out to you. If you're interested in commercials and stuff, have a chat with Stephen. Um, he's out there doing it actively every day. He's looking at some big projects. He's looking at them nominee down. Have a chat with him. Paul Coleman, is buying off plan still a great option? Was buying off plan ever a great option? Um, I don't think buying off plan was ever a good option. It's like buying a car and the minute you drive it off the forecourt, it's gone down in value. When you buy off plan, um, I lost a lot of money on off plan because what they, what, not all, but generally, um, off plan works quite well in, in fairness. It works really well in a quickly rising market because what they do is they sell you a house today off a drawing where they say the price is X, but actually today the price is not X. It's, it's a bit less. And they're aiming for the market to go up and push. I'm trying to do this in the screen. So they'll sell it here, but actually the market value is only here. And when the market goes up, it it, hopefully it's above the price you've agreed to buy it by the time they've built it. However, when the crash came in 07, they were, they were, values were here and they were selling them here and then the crash came and they went here and there was a huge negative equity and people still had to complete their purchases. Off plan was never a great option. Buying a property that's got, when you buy off plan, you're buying small rooms. They, you know, they make them look good. The show homes with the little rooms and the tiny four foot beds and the wardrobes where they put like, dwarf, like tiny baby clothes in and make the wardrobes look big. But the hangers are three, like three quarter length of a normal hanger. When you actually move into the house, you put a real hanger in the wardrobe and you can't shut the door. They make it look big. They put mirrors on one wall to make the room look huge when it's really tiny. They do little tricks to make the room look big. Focus on buying for properties that are finished, that have, have got value in your area. Don't buy off plan. Buy stuff that you can get good value on, where you can secure today, buy it later on an option, or even rent it today and buy it later, or um, just buy it today, but buy it where you're buying at the right price. So you might, maybe a house is worth, say, 200 grand today, but you buy it for 160, 170. You're buying in guaranteed money that you know that's the value. If you're buying off plan, let's get real. This is what you're doing. You're gambling. You're hoping that by the time it's ready, it's going to be worth something. It, I don't, I'm not a big fan of off plan. Apologies if anybody is, but it's, it ain't me. I'm a fan of making money. Ross Perkins is back. Hi, Ross. Glad you're still here. Understanding that you get out what you put in, what would be a realistic rent-to-rent target within 12 months? Securing 10 rent-to-rents? 
Um, think that's achievable? Yeah, 10's very, very achievable. One a month, one a month is achievable. Um, if anybody was watching the live stream last week from the VIP evening, I did a 24-hour no money down challenge where I had to go to a town I didn't know with no contacts whatsoever. So the, the film crew from Progressive showed up at my house one morning. I knew they were coming to, to, for me to do a challenge. I didn't know what the challenge was. When I got there, they, they basically told me that I had to go to, to Norwich, which I've, I don't know where, I didn't know anything about the Norwich market. And I had 24 hours to find a no money down deal. And I, rent to rent was one of the things I got on the day. Now, I didn't even have 24 hours because they were at my house at half six in the morning and I had to go two-ish hours to, to, to Norwich. So I got there just after nine. And so I had till 5.30 when the agents closed pretty much to try and secure some deals. Um, so I secured the deals in eight hours. I secured a block of 13 flats and another property separately. So 13 apartments in one deal and one, one property in a separate deal. That's 14 in a day. So one a month, absolutely achievable. That was in a day. That was eight hours in one day. If you put eight hours a month into this business, eight hours a month, if you can commit eight hours per month, you should easily get one deal a month. But it's about being very clear about going out there and focusing on not building websites and doing all that, what I call positive procrastination. You think you're busy, but you're not actually doing any viewings. You got to be doing viewings and you got to be putting offers in. You got to be negotiating. You got to be actually going out there looking for a deal, not being busy designing leaflets that you could have paid somebody else to do or just get off somebody else. Your job is to secure deals. The only way you can make money is to put offers in. Eight hours a month, you will make money. One deal a month, easily achievable. You should be focused on rent to rent. You should be looking to be out of your job in six months. Six months out of your job if you follow the right steps. Matt Jarman, um, after Rob's challenge, email a landlord regarding three to five or three fifths company let. He has just emailed back out. I'm not sure what three fifths means, a three out of five company lets. After Rob's challenge email, what was Rob? I don't know what Rob's challenge was. I was in training, so I'm not sure what he challenged. I know he, I know he's setting you challenges every day, so I don't know what the challenge was. So apologies. That's three um, to five companies. He means oh, to get three to five company lets, is it? Yes. He has just emailed back asking to meet. Need to get my what did you expect? Um, need to get my pitch together on the no money down this Friday. Hopefully, you can help. And uh, when do you have to get back to him? Because if you're on no money down on Friday, Matt, why don't we do it in the room? Let's do it in the room. Ooh. Let's reply to him live in the room at the trending on Friday. If you can wait till Friday, wait till Friday. Let's do it in the room. We'll sit down together. We can do it live. Everyone can be quiet. Let's do it in the training on the weekend. Um, if, you're, if you're cool with that, just say, yes, let's do that. Um, I'm excited. Nice. So, Gray Fox, how do you avoid paying fee? Paying what fee? I'm not sure what that means. How do we avoid paying fee? Sorry, the questions come through with a load of stuff. I don't know what it relates to. So, how do you avoid paying fee? Ah, there it is. No, don't, no, 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 no. Do not avoid paying a fee to a letting agent. You always pay the fee to the agent. I very clearly said, do, you do not cut the agent out of the deal. You cut them out of the negotiation, securing the deal. You absolutely pay them. Never avoid paying an agent a fee. Always pay them a fee. Actually pay them extra. If you pay them a little bit extra to other people, if you say to an agent, what's your fee? And the agent says it's 1% plus fat or it's 1,500 quid as an example. If an agent says to me their fee is 1,500 quid, I'll give them two grand. Why? 
because they are ringing me with any great deals they've got because I'm paying them well. Do not be skimpy with money. Do not not leave enough money on the table for everybody. There is in, don't be greedy. There's enough money to go around. Pay people well and they will remember you and want to work with you. Never, ever, 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 ever cut an agent out of a fee. Have I said that enough times? Do not avoid it. Pay them well. By the way, can I turn this to you for a second? Yes, of course you can. I am here with Karen. Hello. He's reading all the questions. Before I came on live, because I was on a training, I rang my wife. Now, she's not a supporter, so she can't access this. I rang her on my phone just to say that I was about to go on a Facebook Live. I said it's from three till five or around. He pipes up and goes, no, 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 it's just an hour. We're finished at four. She goes, you told me five. I said, no, it's, it is five. He said, no, 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 Kevin. No, no. I said, possibly an hour. Right. No, it's four. Okay. Then she said to me, what's your plan for the other hour? He was adamant it was four o'clock. It's 4.30 now. My wife is not, not messaged me yet. Right. She's going to be going, where is he? Well, I'm 45 minutes drive from here. In 15 minutes, she'll be expecting me home, thinking, where the hell is he? She cannot see this because she's not a supporter. And he's telling her, I'm finished at four o'clock. <laughs> so you have all got me in trouble with my wife. Stop laughing. I do apologize. Stop laughing. I need a copy of this to show her that I'm still here. If anybody knows my wife, tag her in. Say, Kevin's definitely still here. Take a screenshot. Get the time. I'm only kidding. John Pearson. Good to hear from you, John. So I'm buying a property for 60K, including the fees and refurb at 67. But it's worth 110. That's a deal. Uh, Don, I know this is alive below this property and mine got valued at that. Plus we used 20K of the 60 as a JV and we'll be giving 2K back to the JV. I will, it will be a no money left in, in the deal and a free property if things go the right way. Get in, John Pearson. John Pearson's been on my no money down training. He has got a no money left in deal. So no money down is not necessarily no money down. It's none, it can be literally no money down because I've done deals with no money and a lot of my students have done deals with no money. But it's also very little money. So as little as maybe, you know, a thousand pound, a few hundred quid, a pound even. No money left in are none of your own money. So there's a few different concepts around it. And I'll touch on those for anyone who's joining me on the Discovery Day. And I've touched on a few of them today. But get in, John Pearson. High five. That is a deal. 60K, 67 grand, including everything. Valued at 110. Yes. Jordan Frocock. I'm on Nominee Down this weekend. Looking forward to it, Jordan. Wish I knew about this before buying my first buy-to-let property. Jordan, I wish I knew about this before buying three. Um, I trapped 24K in an off-plan property in Birmingham. I trapped a lot more than that in an off-plan property in Bulgaria, which is out of my area. So is Bulgaria. Can't wait for this weekend. Neither can I. Um, yeah, don't worry about it. It's 24K. It's done. It is what it is. Um, I see a lot of people, they've got some money. So if you've got 24 grand to start, 50 grand, 100 grand, this is what people do. They think I don't need no money down because I've got money. And they take their life savings that they spent their life saving, 100 grand, 150 grand, 200 grand, and they take that money and they put it into property. 
and then they spend the rest of their life trying to get back out what they started with. The whole point of property is not to put your life savings in. The whole point of property is to get money out, is to make the property work for you. Make your property work for you. Not stick all of your money in and end up with no money in the bank. Leave your money in the bank. Learn creative techniques to make properties make your money. Are we nearly there? We've got like 212 comments. 212 comments. I am shattered. I Hopefully this is good though. You should I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I need to call my wife. Let me do a live calling <laughs> my wife. Where are you? Um, how can I get past agents that say no to rent to SA? There aren't many agents in my area and most just give a flat no. So Richard, listen to the, is the, is the 24 hour challenge on YouTube now? Not no. Yet. So I've, I did a 24 hour no money down challenge. Listen to it when it comes on YouTube. It was live last week on the VIP evening, but it's not live at the moment. We are going to be releasing a bigger series of that. Um, so in there, I, got, I did about 100 calls to agents. I got rejected about 90 times. Here's what I did. I went and moved on. That's what you do. You do not need every agent to say yes. You just need one. One. If you ask enough, you'll get a one. If you get one agent to work with you, that agent could you bring you 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 deals over the next year, two years. One agent. You don't need everybody to work with you. You need one. Don't worry about the rejections. It's part of life. There is not a successful person in business that's not had a rejection. When I did the No Money Down Challenge, I got rejected probably eight times out of 10 from agents on that day. Seven, eight times out of 10. Most of the, them said, no, it's not something I want to do. So don't worry about that. Has that been helpful? I am shattered. I am in trouble with my wife because I'm 35 minutes late. I don't want to be too late. I, I knew I should have stuck to the five o'clock. I knew I shouldn't have rang her in front of him. Sorry. I need to, I, I, I've done an hour and a half. We've, I've answered a lot of questions. Um, hopefully you found that valuable. Um, whatever you're doing, guys, make sure you get the most out of the supporter week. Follow the actions Rob has given you every day. Those actions, if you implement them, will start you making money. Rob Moore, when I met him in 2013, right, I was over a hundred grand in debt. That man and progressive property have moved and completely changed my life to a place I could never imagine. If you back yourself, if you allow the community to support you, to help you, and if you just implement a fraction of what you're told to do, a fraction of it, You'll move your life to a place you couldn't even imagine. Um, hopefully I get to meet some of you. I'll see some of you on my discovery day. Hopefully at some point I get to meet all of you somewhere. If I meet you, if I've never met you before, if I meet you somewhere sometime, come and say hello, introduce yourself. Tell me you were on the Supporter Week Live. Um, whatever you're doing between now and then, just go out there, take your actions, smash your goals, and never forget why you want the success, why you're doing this. Don't spend the rest of your life building somebody else's dream. You can build your own dreams. I've been Kevin McDonald. Speak soon. Perfect, Kevin. Smashed it. Well done. That was great. You did a good job. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I didn't do it. Sorry. Save it. Oh, no. What does that mean? That's okay. I should be able to rip that off the computer. Oh, man. F sorry. It's a habit. I never do that right. That's okay. Oh, f It's okay. <laughs> don't panic because we've got it recorded. That's here. my fault. I don't worry. I enjoyed that, that was good.